Chapter 5, Part 2 of The Hope of the Gospel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jordan. The Hope of the Gospel by George MacDonald. Chapter 5, The Heirs of Heaven and Earth. Part 2. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, expresses the same principle. The same law holds in the earth as in the kingdom of heaven. How should it be otherwise? Has the creator of the ends of the earth ceased to rule it after his fashion, because his rebellious children have so long, to their own hurt, vainly endeavoured to rule it after theirs? The kingdom of heaven belongs to the poor. The meek shall inherit the earth. The earth, as God sees it, as those to whom the kingdom of heaven belongs also see it, is good, all good, very good, fit for the meek to inherit, and one day they shall inherit it. Not, indeed, as men of the world count inheritance, but as the maker and owner of the world has from the first counted it. So different are the two ways of inheriting that one of the meek may be heartily enjoying his possession, while one of the proud is selfishly walling him out from the spot in it he loves best. The meek are those that do not assert themselves, do not defend themselves, never dream of avenging themselves, or of returning aught but good for evil. They do not imagine it their business to take care of themselves, the meek may indeed take much thought, but it will not be for himself. He never builds an exclusive wall, shuts any honest neighbour out. He will not always serve the wish, but always the good of his neighbour. His service must be true service. Self shall be no umpire in affair of his. Man's consciousness of himself is but a shadow. The meek man's self always vanishes in the light of a real presence. His nature lies open to the father of men, and to every good impulse is, as it were, empty. No bristling importance, no vain attendance of fancied rights and wrongs guards his door, or crowds the passages of his house. They are for the angels to come and go. Abandoned thus to the truth, as the sparks from the gleaming river dip into the flowers of Dante's unperfected vision, so the many souls of the visible world, lights from the Father of lights, enter his heart freely, and by them he inherits the earth he was created to inherit, possesses it as his Father made him capable of possessing, and the earth of being possessed. Because the man is meek, his eye is single. He sees things as God sees them, as he would have his child see them. To confront creation with pure eyes is to possess it. How little is the man able to make his own who would ravish all? The man who, by the exclusion of others from the space he calls his, would grasp any portion of the earth as his own, befools himself in the attempt. The very bread he has swallowed cannot so 
in any real sense be his. There does not exist such a power of possessing as he would arrogate. There is not such a sense of having as that of which he has conceived the shadow in his degenerate and lapsing imagination. The real owner of his domain is that peddler passing by his gate into a divine soul receiving the sweetnesses which not all the greed of the so-counted possessor can keep within his walls. They overflow the cup-lip of the coping to give themselves to the footfarer. The motions aerial, the sounds, the odours of those imprisoned spaces are the earnest of a possession for which he is ever growing his power of possessing. In no wise will such inheritance interfere with the claim of the man who calls them his. Each possessor has them his, as much as each in his own way is capable of possessing them. For possession is determined by the kind and the scope of the power of possessing, and the earth has a fourth dimension, of which the mere owner of its soil knows nothing. The child of the maker is naturally the inheritor, but if the child try to possess as a house the thing his father made an organ, will he succeed in so possessing it? Or if he do nestle in a corner of its case, will he oust thereby the lord of its multiplex harmony, sitting regnant on the seat of sway and drawing with volant touch from the house of the child the liege homage of its rendered wealth to the poverty of such a child are all those left who think to have and to hold after the corrupt fancies of a greedy self we cannot see the world as god means it save in proportion as our souls are meek in meekness only are we its inheritors Meekness alone makes the spiritual retina pure to receive God's things as they are, mingling with them neither imperfection nor impurity of its own. A thing so beheld that it conveys to me the divine thought issuing in its form is mine, by nothing but its mediation between God and my life can anything be mine. The man so dull as to insist that a thing is his because he has bought it and paid for it, had better bethink himself that not all the combined forces of law, justice, and goodwill can keep it his, while even death cannot take the world from the man who possesses it, as alone the maker of him and it cares that he should possess it. This man leaves it, but carries it with him, that man carries with him only its loss. He passes, unable to close hand or mouth upon any portion of it. Its ownness to him was but the changes he could make in it, and the nearness into which he could bring it to the body he lived in. That body the earth in its turn possesses now, and it lies very still, changing nothing but being changed. Is this the fine of the great buyer of land, to have his fine pate full of fine dirt? In the soul of the meek, 
the earth remains an endless possession his because he who made it is his his as nothing but his maker could ever be the creatures he has the earth by his divine relation to him who sent it forth from him as a tree sends out its leaves to inherit the earth is to grow ever more alive to the presence in it and in all its parts of him who is the life of men how far one may advance in such inheritance while yet in the body will simply depend on the meekness he attains while yet in the body but it may be as frederick denison maurice the servant of god thought while yet he was with us that the new heavens and the new earth are the same in which we now live righteously inhabited by the meek with their deeper opened eyes what if the meek of the dead be thus possessing it even now but i do not care to speculate it is enough that the man who refuses to assert himself seeking no recognition by men leaving the care of his life to the father and occupying himself with the will of the father shall find himself by and by at home in the father's house with all the father's property his which is more the possessor of the world he who has a thousand houses or he who without one house to call his own has ten in which his knock at the door would rouse instant jubilation which is the richer the man who his large money spent would have no refuge or he for whose necessity a hundred would sacrifice comfort which of the two possessed the earth king agrippa or tent-maker paul which is the real possessor of a book the man who has its original and every following edition and shows to many an admiring and envying visitor now this now that in binding characteristic with possessor pride yea from secret shrine is able to draw forth and display the author's manuscript with the very shapes in which his thoughts came forth to the light of day or the man who cherishes one little hollow-backed coverless untitled bethumbed copy which he takes with him in his solitary walks and broods over in his silent chamber always finding in it some beauty or excellence or aid he had not found before which is to him in truth as a live companion for what makes the thing a book is it not that it has a soul the mind in it of him who wrote the book therefore only can the book be possessed for life alone can be the possession of life the dead possess their dead only to bury them does not he then who loves and understands his book possess it with such possession as is impossible to the other just so may the world itself be possessed either as a volume unread or as the wine of a soul the precious life-blood of a master spirit embalmed and treasured up on purpose to a life beyond life it may be possessed as a book filled with words from the mouth of god 
or but as the golden clasped covers of that book, as an embodiment or incarnation of God himself, or but as a house built to sell. The Lord loved the world and the things of the world, not as the men of the world love them, but finding his Father in everything that came from his Father's heart. The same spirit, then, is required for possessing the kingdom of heaven and for inheriting the earth. How should it not be so when the one power is the informing life of both? If we are the Lord's, we possess the kingdom of heaven and so inherit the earth. How many who call themselves by his name would have it otherwise? They would possess the earth and inherit the kingdom. Such fill churches and chapels on Sundays, anywhere suits for the worship of mammon. Yet verily, earth as well as heaven may be largely possessed even now. Two men are walking abroad together. To the one the world yields thought after thought of delight. He sees heaven and earth embrace one another. He feels an indescribable presence over and in them. His joy will afterward, in the solitude of his chamber, break forth in song. To the other, oppressed with the thought of his poverty, or ruminating how to make much into more, the glory of the Lord is but a warm summer day. It enters in at no window of his soul. It offers him no gift, for in the very temple of God, he looks for no God in it. Nor must there needs be two men to think and feel thus differently. In what diverse fashion will any one, subject to ever-changing mood, see the same world of the same glad creator? Alas for men, if it changed as we change, if it grew meaningless when we grow faithless. Thought for a morrow that may never come, dread of the dividing death which works for endless companionship, anger with one we love, will cloud the radiant morning and make the day dark with night. At evening, having bethought ourselves and returned to him that feeds the ravens, and watches the dying sparrow, and says to his children, Love one another. The sunset splendour is glad over us. The western sky is refulgent as the court of the Father when the glad news is spread abroad that a sinner has repented. We have mourned in the twilight of our little faith, but, having sent away our sin, the glory of God's heaven over his darkening earth has comforted us. End of chapter 5, part 2